Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about the light of God's face. We're going to be taking a look at a passage of scripture from Psalm 44 that says that it wasn't the people's own strength, it wasn't their own sword or their own fighting that helped them take the land, that helped them take the promised land, but it was God's right arm, it was God's hand, it was the light of God's face because he loved them that helped them take the land. And we're going to be taking communion over this concept today, just the light of God's face because he loved them. And we've been talking about this month. We've been doing a connection challenge to connect with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And we've talked about connecting with God, bringing that awe and reverence into our time of connection with him, and not just checking the box, but truly trying to connect with him. We've talked about connecting spirit soul and physical body together, fitting them together seamlessly and beautifully. And this week we're working on connecting with our loved ones by what we call catching bids, catching and throwing bids, just honoring other people's attempt to connect with us. And so I think this, this concept of the light of God's face because he loved them, just walking in the light. It says when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And I've also been thinking about this year, the year of 2022, the theme that we've talked about throughout this year is the year of the beautiful land. And I feel like God's been giving me some insight into what he's talking about with this beautiful land, about us stepping into and possessing this inheritance that he has for us in Christ, this beautiful land for us. And how do we take it? How do we possess it? How do we hold fast to it? I think it comes through God's right hand, it comes through his right arm, and I think it comes through the light of his face, and just getting a deeper revelation of how much he loves us, just getting a deeper revelation of his great love for us, and letting that love flow through us, we're talking about connecting this week, letting that love flow through us, out into the world, into our relationships with other people, starting from the inside out, working with our relationships, with our immediate family, and then working out into our community from there. So we're going to be taking just communion over this today. This is a time of praise and gratitude for the light of God's face shining upon us because he loves us. I think one of the greatest things we can do is just learn how to rest and how to trust in his great love for us, his unfailing love for us. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But my life was struggling. I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and just telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business got into some tough times. Had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My life was very unbalanced. And shortly after that time of going for a walk with my wife, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. 
And so I began seeking after God. I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. My relationship with him began to grow. He taught me this whole new way of living. We make him the center. We make him the source. We learn how to rest. We learn how to trust in him. Now, learning a new way to live wasn't always easy all the time. Man, I had to change. I had to repent. I had to put off some old ways and to learn how to walk this out. I just began to document the things that God was teaching me and the things that he was taking me through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But I do believe that of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, the most important lesson I would want to pass on would be daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our life and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. And there is something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're in the busyness of life. We've got issues and problems coming at us. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. We're not just taking it to say we did it for the day and to check the box. We're taking it as an opportunity to truly connect with him. Taking it with the fear of the Lord, with that deep awe and reverence and honor for the sacrifice of Jesus and what his sacrifice means for us today. So the process we use, we start with about a two minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us 
Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how we're going to do that, we're going to get connected to the master. Bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals. And bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people to that beautiful land in the Old Testament, there were some steps, there were some stages, there was a process they had to go through. And in a similar way, for us to step into this beautiful land, this rich inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps and some stages along the way. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then it's being willing to move forward with his plan, to put off our old ways and to learn how to walk out this new way of living, learning how to rest and how to trust in him. And that's where these four fundamentals come in, I believe. So our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning back into the light. And I think it starts with humility, humbling ourselves in relationship to God, humbling ourselves in relationship to other people, because it's the humble who are given grace. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to walk in love today, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, not easily angered, not envious or boastful or rude, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. It's one of the greatest expressions of faith. And it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal. Because when we step into position, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has. And he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. I like to call it a pipeline of living water. And in there is his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, health and energy, purpose and grace. It's all in there, available to be received. We've got to get in position to turn on the flow. And then our second fundamental is we've got to magnify the light. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all those good things through us. And to magnify the light, it's a simple question. What are we focused on throughout the day? What are we magnifying? And I like to imagine the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we got a basket full of our praises to God. Which one are we going to fill up with our focus, our thoughts, our words, our meditation? To magnify the light, we can fill up that basket of praise. 
magnifying God, magnifying who he is, magnifying the names of God. He's the God of all peace, the God of all joy. He's our righteousness and our peace. He's the one who sanctifies us. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's full of grace and truth. Just magnifying who he is and magnifying all that he's done for us in Christ. Magnifying what he's done for us personally in our lives because what he started, he's going to finish. And as we magnify him, I believe it helps us to hold fast to those things that he's given us in Christ. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to put our focus on the basket of praise, even in the face of issues and problems. Because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could choose to do things our own way and fill up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. One of the biggest ones I've learned to pay attention to is pressure. Where's the pressure? Am I putting the pressure on other people? Am I putting all this pressure on myself or is the pressure on God? Am I rolling those cares and casting those cares over onto him? Pressure is a big signal of this. And then we've got our emotions. Emotions are one of the greatest gifts God, God has given us. They give us feedback about where is our positioning? What are we magnifying? When we're in darkness, you feel that heaviness and the fear and the stress and the worry, feeling down, dreading things in the future, envisioning worst case scenarios. All these are symptoms. We're focused on the wrong thing. We're out of position. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things begin to flow. And everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, we can turn it back around in an instant. Get right back into the light again. I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. Then we start praising and magnifying him. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my in my life at a greater level today. That weight just lifts off. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned in today. Those rivers of living water start flowing through you. God's going to give you some vision and direction for your life. But we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. These filters just help me keep things top of mind, help me stay in rhythm with God. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What's the word or the vision or the direction God gave me for this year? For me personally, I'm writing every night this year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And like I said, we're starting to get some insights into this beautiful land. And then I want to bring it down into this month. 
This month, we're working on connection. So I'm writing every night, prioritize connection. Prioritize connection. And then I want to bring it down into this week. This week, we're working on connecting with our loved ones. Connecting with our loved ones. So you can just write, connect with those closest to me. Connect with my loved ones. Connect, connect, connect. And then I want to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God come through today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind. Begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay connected to him. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection, just take a couple minutes to slow down. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. I started with the big picture vision then this year, this month, this week. And I want to bring it down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned, sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And those things just build up on the inside. You get that sense of overwhelm and it blocks the clarity. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? And I felt like he was saying to follow his example. What's the very first words we see him speak in Genesis chapter 1? Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at the scripture today. Psalm 44, verses 2 through 3. It says, With your hand you drove out the nations and planted our fathers. You crushed the peoples and made our fathers flourish. It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. So we see it was God's right hand, his arm, and the light of his face, because of his love for them that gave them this land. And so God, we've been talking all, all year this year about the beautiful land. This rich inheritance that you have for us in Christ. And I feel like what you're showing us today is it's not our efforts that help us win this land. It was a gift that you gave to us out of your great love for us. We're just asking for your help to walk in the light of your face, to walk in this great love that you have for us, Lord. As you help us step into and possess and hang, hold fast to this beautiful land. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Just take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. 
And if he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death on a cross. His body was broken. He was pierced. He was whipped. Wore a crown of thorns on his head, nails in his hands and his feet. He was separated from God. It, was, it says it pleased God to crush him. And through his sacrifice, he makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight. He gives us God's blessing and favor on our lives. He connects us back to God. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And all that it represents. And we ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new, gives us this new covenant with God, this blood-sworn oath in the blood of Jesus. That God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Physical exercise. One of the important concepts about health is our bodies have an amazing ability to be restored. How do you do it? You got an issue that needs to be restored in your body. How do you do it? I think you start small. You take a gentle approach. You ask yourself, what can I do? What do you know to do? What can you do? Reasonably and safely without pain or discomfort, what can you do? And you start with that. You humble yourself. The hardest part is humbling ourselves because we think we can do more. We humble ourselves. We start with what we truly can do. And then we just gradually grow it over time. And the body, you do this. The body has an amazing ability to be restored over time. But I hope it's been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the AbundantLifeTrainingCenter.com.